Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Female Empowered. I am your host. I'm Krista Gurka. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. I'm super excited to have you here. Um, today, again, I am doing another kind of multi-purposing. I am recording the podcast Uh, I am going live on Instagram and I'm also going live on my Facebook page. So if you follow me for any period of time, I actually, I'm a big believer in multi, not multitasking correction. I'm not a big believer in multitasking. I am a big believer in repurposing. I was thinking multi-purposing, but that's not what I wanted to say. I am a big believer in repurposing content. So I have in the same amount of time, I can get three or four different pieces of content here, which is very efficient for me because I'm a very busy woman and I am sure all of you are. So what I'm going to talk about today is something that I struggled with for a while. A lot of the business owners that I speak to and I coach and I work with struggle with. And it's a simple thing to do, but it's not easy. And so what I wanted to come on today and share with you is how taking yourself off the schedule allows your company to actually grow. Okay. And it's really the only way that not only you can grow as a person, but that your company can grow. All right. So what we're going to talk, that's basically what we're going to talk about today. And if you're someone that is looking to grow your business beyond yourself, and you really want to have that freedom where you can take days off during the week, or you can have a four day weekend or a five day weekend, or only see clients two days a week, this episode is for you. If you are happy with how your business is, and you're a solopreneur, and you want to continue to treat and see patients and teach all the classes, then this episode's probably not for you. I mean, I think you'll get some good nuggets out of it, but if you're happy with how your business is, then you don't have to listen to this. I'm not telling you people, you have to grow. You don't have to grow. You can be perfectly happy doing exactly what you're doing if it's allowing you the income and the happiness and and the satisfaction that you desire, then that's great. But what I hear from a lot of business owners is, you know, I went out to work for myself. I left my XYZ job so I could start a business so I could have more flexibility. But truthfully, all of them are working 80 hours a week. And so entrepreneurs are the only people that will work 80 hours for themselves just so they don't have to work 40 hours for someone else. So you left a 40 hour a week job. You're now working 50, 60, 70 hours, and you're probably making less than you did at your stable paycheck. That's kind of 
par for the course when you first start out. But if you're five years in business and this is still your reality, I invite you to listen to this, to learn how you can take yourself off of the schedule and empower your team to step up in your place. All right. Basically, when we start a business, the plan is to succeed. All right. Failure is not in the plan. It's like when people get married, the, the, their idea is not to get divorced. Although it happens, like failure happens. Failure happens in business, failure happens in everything. Okay. But most people or most entrepreneurs fail is they realize their mistakes a little too late. And why does that happen? Well, because most of us in this healthcare, fitness, wellness industry, the majority of us were the product, we're the technicians when we go into business. And so we don't know our ass morale, but we really don't know the first thing about starting a business. And hence, we don't know what we're looking for. We don't know how to anticipate pitfalls and problems because it's the first time we're doing it. So everything is new to us, right? So thus said, as business owners, we should really talk to other business owners, reach out, ask for help, so that if something goes wrong, it can present itself to us. We can be more aware of it sooner than later. The sooner we fix the problem, the easier it is to be fixed. Generally speaking, I would say. Okay. So after you, this is, and I'll, again, this is also talking about like, after you've done the work to get paying clients on your schedule, you are full, you are full people on your team might not be full. So you're making money, you're generating revenue. Like the, when you first open a business, I just say like get money in the door, right? But when you start to be, you're generating revenue, you're looking to possibly, possibly take yourself off the schedule. Like that is basically what our entire inner circle is comprised of women in business that are shooting to get over the $350,000 revenue mark while cutting their client facing hours in half. Okay, so most of the women are shooting this year to get over between $350,000 and $500,000 in revenue, and they're cutting their client face in hours in half. Okay, so they're getting their, their goal is twofold. Now, basically, what you want is to try to have two to three hours every day or 10 to 15 hours a week where you're working on your business. Now, you've all heard the phrase working on the business, not in the business. But what does that actually mean? All right, and how can you accomplish that? So working in your business means treating clients, taking intake calls, answering the phones, paying the invoices, um, doing payroll, dealing with any conflicts, putting out fires, um, fixing the toilets, cleaning the studios. Working on your business means developing strategy, planning for the future, learning and educating yourself and your team, setting goals, creating the vision, automating processes, talking with mentors, networking in the community, creating the content, okay? That's working on your business versus in your business. <clears throat> Excuse me. So how can we start getting you off the schedule? And by mean off the schedule, I mean, not having you do these tasks that somebody else can do for you and also not being client facing as much, not treating clients as much 30, 40 hours a week, not treating patients as much, not teaching as many of the classes. Again, unless that's what you want. But most of the people that come to me, they say, I'm, you know, I'm working 50, 60 hours a week and I'm just exhausted. And so what they want is to maybe work 15, 20 hours a week, client care, patient care, and then run the business the rest of the time. So if that's your goal, 
then some of the things I'd like you to think about are sometimes you have to make some decisions even before the company starts out. So if you're past this, that's fine. But for example, when I was starting Pilates in the Grove, I always knew that I didn't want it to be about me. I always knew that I didn't want to work 80 hours a week. One, I'm a little lazy. And two, I just knew that I didn't have the bandwidth for that. I had two small kids at the time when I started the business and I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. So when I created the business, I created everything around the company, around Pilates in the Grove. Even if you come into the studio now, certainly my picture's up and certainly people that have been around for a long time know that I'm the owner, but a lot of people don't know that I'm the owner. They don't know my name. They don't know who I am. If you scroll through our social media pages right now, you won't see a lot of my pictures. That's not because I'm absent. It's, it's deliberate that way because we put Pilates in the Grove forefront as a unit. Um, it's helped also to allow me to grow an empowered team it has allowed me to step away from the schedule. And it also allowed me to um, almost like competition proof my business. So in other words, if, if an instructor leaves and goes somewhere else, I don't worry as much about them following that instructor, clients following that person, because everything we've created in Pilates in the Grove is around the core of the company, not of individual people. So people come to Pilates in the Grove for Pilates in the Grove, not necessarily for their favorite instructor. So all of our messaging talks about we, it talks about we all have different inherent skill sets, our core values are the company's core values. So deciding from the beginning whether you want to be all in as a solo practitioner or you eventually want to grow a team could help you in the long run down the road when you are looking to get people off of your schedule. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. Um, the other thing as you know, I, that includes like, are you naming the company after yourself? Are you naming it something that can be bought into what, you know, by your entire team and by your community, not one specific individual. All right. The next thing is start slow and small. So people think, oh, I'm going to just, if I'm seeing 40 clients a week, I'm just going to get rid of 20. No, like start by one day a week. Say you're not going to take patients on Friday or you're not going to teach classes on Fridays, even five hours. I encourage business owners to do days versus hours in a day. And that's also because how I am more productive. It's really hard for me to task switch, which is again, why I'm not a proponent of multitasking. So for example, I teach on Tuesdays. I treat patients, teach clients and, and classes on Tuesdays. So those days I really block off. I don't do any business administration stuff unless it's an emergency on Tuesdays. I have one meeting because it's really hard for me to context switch. So when I'm teaching and treating, I'm engaged in client care. And then for me to flip the lid to do like one hour of business work, it's really difficult for me. So what I do is I take days, okay? So I started just with Fridays. I said, I'm only gonna do admin work on Fridays. And that's what I encourage people, Mondays, and whatever day of the week it is, um, build a whole day around administrative stuff, okay? Then you can say, okay, the next time, the next thing I'm gonna do is I'm only gonna do, um, I'll do Mondays and Fridays, okay? And then coincide along that way. Now, if you have a really hard time saying no, then let somebody on your team do it. Or if you don't have anyone on your team, I advise you get someone on your team. But if you don't, 
you can use a calendar where it's automated scheduling and you just send them this calendar of what's available. And then you're not really telling them no, the calendar is telling them you don't have anything available. So if you have a hard time saying no to people, which a lot of people do, take it out of your hands, give it to someone else. Um, oftentimes when they're in the studio, a lot of times the people I see too are friends of mine, acquaintances, physicians, doctors. And I say, you know, the Arielle who sits at the front desk, who's amazing, like she has my schedule, she'll let you know it's available. So it comes completely out of my hands. The other thing is the way when I coach clients, when I set up coaching calls or meetings, I just have a, an automated calendar. I, use, I used to use Calendly, now I use Acuity, where I just send them the link and they see what's available and they can take it and coordinate it with what's available with them versus like the back and forth on my schedule. All right. So start by maybe one day a week or even one morning. Can you find one morning or one afternoon that you can block off your schedule and not take clients? And that's how it starts. Okay. Then plan it out. Set a goal, for example, by December 31st, 2022, I want to be down to three days a week treating, seeing patients, teaching classes, and then break that down in a smaller chunk. So by the end of quarter two, all right, which is June, um, I want to have a full four hours blocked of admin time off of my schedule and get people to help you stay accountable to that, really. Okay, you don't have to tell your clients, oh, I have my admin day. You just say, I'm not available on that day. This is what I'm available. All right, so break it down into smaller chunks. And maybe your goal is just to, by the end of the day, by the end of the year, to have one day off where you can work on admin work. All right, so plan it out. Now, start to prepare a conversation with clients. Prepare how you're going to discuss with clients that you're not taking new clients, or you would like this person to see someone else on your schedule, prepare it ahead of time and practice it. What I did when I came off the schedule in a big chunk, okay, I actually wrote a big letter. I wrote a letter to all to my clients, basically, and my Pilates in the Grove community explaining that it was time for a shift in Pilates in the Grove. And while I enjoyed and was certainly super grateful for the opportunity to work with and be on the teaching schedule with a lot of the clients. The business needed me in a different capacity right now. And that was the capacity I was going to move in. I it was like, you know, a long three or four paragraph letter and it was very authentic and genuine. And I got a lot of actually responses from people that said, you know, we're going to miss you, but thank you for letting us know ahead of time. And then I also had individual conversations with individual clients that really were, you know, more, and these were people that were seeing me for five, 10 years plus that were traveling 20, 25, 35, 40 minutes to see me. And I had that same conversation with them. And I said, you know, I'd love for you to continue. I can see you every month, once every month for the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'd really love for you to see, you know, Jane or Mary, they're taking over my clients and you know that we have an amazing staff here and that's how it's going to, you know, that's, she's taking over my schedule or he's taking over my schedule or they're taking over my classes. And then we would have co-treating days. We would have them teach with me or treat with me so they could kind of understand these clients and patients moving forward. And it was a transition. It was a transition. I said, this is happening. Give people time to adjust, 
give the staff time to adjust, right? So prepare the conversation. And I hear this all the time from people, oh, those people won't work with me, won't work with anyone else. Well, how do you know? Maybe you just really haven't, they know that they, that you won't leave them. And so they've always said no, but if you really pull yourself off the schedule and this is where it's hard, you just have to like rip the bandaid off. If this is what you want, again, if this is what you want, you have to rip the bandaid off and it's hard. And you can say, I know it's really hard. I'm going to really miss working with you as well. You know, this is what the business needs for me right now. I don't know what the future holds, but if you ever need anything, you can reach out to me. Um, sometimes it's our ego that we think that these people won't work with anyone else. And if they won't work with someone else because they're not as qualified, then get someone who's qualified, train them, train them well, pay for their certifications or training, whatever it is. If you want to get yourself off the schedule, you should be offering these people an equal um, an equal opportunity to work with someone else. And so if that's the case, then just train them. You're, you're basically training them, giving them an entirely a whole slew of clients, right? So don't be worried about them leaving you. They're going to be happy. And we can't worry about that anyways. So this is how it starts little by little. Now, when people come in and say, I want to see Krista right now, they say Krista's not taking you know, new clients on the schedule right now. Um, they always do reach out to me in case it's someone that I might know. Um, but really my next available appointment is like in April. And again, that's not because I'm, I'm not even close to being the best clinician or Pilates instructor in my studio. I literally have five hours a week that somebody can see me and that's it. And the truth is if they don't really need my hands or a doctor didn't refer them to me specifically, then there's equally, if not better suited people on my team for them to see. All right. This, the other thing that helps is this is where having a proven process really, really works. And what do I mean by proven process? At Pilates in the Grove and in our Beyond the Movement coaching programs, we teach it's good for you to have a proven process for your business. And so what that means is basically at Pilates in the Grove, we are a collaborative team. So you may see the same person all the time, you may not. So if even if I do get someone on my schedule that's an evaluation, Oftentimes I will tell people, so I do the evaluation and after that assessment, we talk and we create an individualized plan for you that is, and we're going to decide who the best person is to work with you. It may not be me. It most likely will not be me. Okay. So that is our proven process. And so right from the beginning, even our front desk knows that. So the, our admin administrative client concierge team knows to explain that to our new clients coming in. And they know that from the beginning. Okay. So I'm just going to review those four little things really quick on how you can get yourself off the schedule. Okay. Sometimes creating these decisions, even before you open the business is, is good. It gives you a leg up. Like, well, do you always want to be a solopreneur or do you want to bring on a team? Now, if you didn't do that, when you started your business, that's fine. And by the way, you can always change your mind. So the next thing is you want to start slow and small. So try to find one day a week, whatever day that is for you, where you can say, I'm going to cut out four hours of my day, five hours of my day, and we're not going to schedule any patients, clients, or I'm not going to teach any classes that day. All right. So you can block time to start with this. Then little by little, you maybe add another day. And then little by little, you maybe add another day. Okay, start with a half a day, go to a full day, go to two half days, go to two full days, whatever that goal is for you. 
But by you coming off the schedule, remember, you can now take the role of being a true leader, a true visionary of your company that is really going to propel and move the needle in your business, propel you forward. When you're in the business too much, you, you're what we call hitting the ceiling and you just get to a point that you can't grow anymore, which again, if that is your goal, then that's perfectly fine. All right. So then we're going to prepare a conversation for your clients. You can write a letter, you can speak to them individually. If they're your own personal clients, I advise speaking them with individually. If you teach a variety of classes, maybe writing a letter, you know, and you can post it in your newsletter, you can put it on your website, you can send it in an email. Now, what do you do with all these extra hours in your week? Okay, here are the things that you should be doing when you're freeing up yourself off the schedule. Number one, start to delegate delegate tasks that you do not need to be doing to someone else. All right. It does take a little while. Most people will come back and be like, well, it's just easier for me to do myself. Well, yeah, of course it is. Cause you know, it like the back of your hand, it's just easier for you to tie your own kid's shoes, but do you want your kid to learn how to tie shoes? Yes. So eventually you got to let them do it on their own right? It's just easier for you to keep your kid in a diaper, but like eventually they need to learn how to go to the bathroom by themselves. You're going to have to have a few accidents. You're going to have to be patient. So when you're learning to, when you're delegating and someone else is learning how to do the task for you, you need to have a little bit of patience with them. Okay. It's a, it's a, it takes time for them to learn how to do it. And maybe they don't do it exactly like you and that's okay, but it becomes very empowering right? And it allows you as a business owner to focus on the things that are most essential to driving the business forward. So along with delegating, you have outsourcing. What can you outsource? Can you outsource your bookkeeping? Can you outsource your payroll? Can you outsource um, cleaning? Can you bring a cleaning crew in? Right? There are things that you can outsource that, again, once you're starting to make money, if you pay a cleaning service, you know, I don't know, even $50 a day or $100 a week or something like that to come in once a week and gives you that, that time of your day back, you can see another client or you can do things that are really going to move the needle in the business forward. All right. The other thing that I really encourage people to do when you're in too ingrained in the business is do a process review every once in a while. So basically like you can, we call it kind of like informal usability testing where we ask our clients to go through, try to do this, try to schedule and book a class on our on-demand platform, try to schedule and book a class or a private session, sign up for workshop because we're so in it and we see the back end all the time that sometimes we don't see um, and we don't experience the um, challenges and the difficulty sometimes certain customer journeys. And so we never are able to fix them. So asking clients or vendors to help give you some of this information can be super, super powerful, right? Finding something's wrong to learn how to fix it. Now, the other thing I encourage people to be doing is really spending some of that time, an hour a week, two hours a month, meeting with, speaking with, learning from mentors. Uh, it doesn't have to be an official mentor, being in a like-minded group, doing some sort of personal and professional development that is going to allow you to move the needle in your business 
as best as possible. Asking for help, trying to uncover some of the challenges and difficulties in your operations. How can you make things easier? How can you make things more efficient? What mindset shifts have to happen in order for you to grow to the next level? It can be really, really powerful to be in a room full of people that are all having the same questions and you can all learn from each other. It's really, really, really powerful. So I encourage you, I encourage you to ask for help, seek mentorship. Um, it's hard, okay? But sometimes it's hard because we make it hard by not following some of the guidelines and some things that people have been doing for years um, because we're afraid of change or because we just don't know how to do it. I know that taking myself off the schedule was not an easy thing to do, meaning it was hard. I, like I said, I had people that were seeing me for 10, 15 years, but it was what the business needed. And these are sometimes the decisions that as business owners, we have to make that are for the betterment of the company, the betterment of the clients individually in, in what's the word I'm looking for? Eventually, okay, better for the clients eventually. So I encourage you to look at your structure, okay? And if you are in the business 30 to 40 hours a week, I highly encourage you to consider dropping down to at least 20 hours a week so you can really do the things that are needed from you that nobody else really can do in your business. Somebody else can teach. Somebody else can treat. Somebody else can do private. Somebody else can teach classes, provided you have a team or you hire them. All righty. Well, I hope that helps. I'm super fortunate. I have an amazing team at Pilates in the Grove. I have, you know, people that have been there for a long time. I have new hires. I'm really, really, really fortunate and grateful for everyone that has a hand in Pilates in the Grove and allows me to step away so that I can do the things that the company needs so that we all continue to have lucrative professions, happy lives, productive days, and love coming to work. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you're interested, shoot me a DM, let me know what you thought. If you're interested in hearing, seeing the letter that I did write to my clients, I still have it from the time that I was coming off the schedule. You can DM me on Instagram. Let me know, hey, I'd love to get that letter drop your email in there. Um, and until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, please leave a review for the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you'd love to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your clinic or client-based business, you can visit me at kristagurka.com or follow me on Instagram at kristagurka. That's at C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. See y'all next time.